Good morning again. And thank you for your patience. I got two mics, two, a bulletin and a, a binder of directions, a Bible. And I'm learning how to dance in this space. Thank you for the welcome. My name is Helen McPeak. I'm a priest of the diocese. I've driven down this morning from the Skagit Valley. It's wet up there, getting wetter. I bring you greetings. I've had in this season of my vocational life some flexibility. I'm not in one position right now in my ministry. And so I bring you greetings from St. Andrew's House, where I had the opportunity to spend a month there living and serving and retreating, basking. I bring you greetings from St. Hilda St. Patrick Episcopal Church in Edmonds. I bring you greetings from Peace Lutheran Church up in Sylvana and Fir Conway Lutheran Church. And I bring you greetings because I was there last week from St. David's Episcopal Church in Friday Harbor. It's a gift to be a part of the cross-fertilization of our body of Christ. So, Happy New Year. We're starting a new liturgical season. We've got the different colors signifying Advent, the season of expectation, anticipation, preparation for the reality of God becoming incarnate. And Advent usually is a pretty great time. I like it. Preparation, reflection on the enfleshment of God. I'd like to talk with you about babies, and we'll get to Sarah and Mary, Elizabeth and Mary. We'll get there. We'll get there in this season. But today, today we're starting a little bit later in Luke's Gospel. We're starting with Jesus teaching at the temple, and we're starting with some apocalyptic imagery. We're starting with the reminder that things will come to a close at a point in time that God's power will ultimately reign. I wanted to talk about babies, because it's Advent. So I think what I will do is I will share with you just a little bit of the story of what happened when my first son was born. More than two decades ago now, I was young enough and healthy enough that my body had always done exactly what I wanted it to do, and I fully anticipated that at the end of the pregnancy, this child would come out with some struggle. I'm not naive. But throughout the 68 hours of labor that led to the healthy delivery of my son, a lot changed. And I found myself entering into the experience with the embarrassingly typical list of hopes that first-time parents have for a birth and, and natural childbirth and the ability to move around and gentle music and all sorts of amazing things. And throughout the time, one by one by one, I had to let those things go. 
no freedom to walk around the room for my body to do whatever it wanted, no freedom to eat and drink healthy snacks so that my muscles would be well-fueled, not even the ability to avoid uh, medical assistance. Piece by piece by piece, I let that list go and simply was present to what happened. And I just spoke with him this morning. My son, 22, now healthy and strong, was eventually born. But those who had walked that journey with me and been with me in that space commented later, you were so brave, Helen. You were so strong. And I remember being surprised by that. I remember thinking, well, what, what else was I supposed to do? You can't call time out in the middle and decide not to have a baby. I had simply done what was in front of me, what was asked of me by the labor and delivery staff, the physicians, the nurses. It just was different than I had anticipated. I tell you this story not to bring up your own traumatic memories of your own childbirth experiences, but because it strikes me that sometimes we can have no idea what's coming and still be called to prepare. My husband and I were healthy. We'd taken the childbirth classes. We'd done the planning. We painted the dresser. We did all the things that you're supposed to do. And we had no way of knowing, no way of knowing about the stupendous, amazing, fabulous, challenging, demanding experience we were walking into. I think Advent might be a little bit like that. We have the words from our scripture to remind us who we are and what we do as the people of God. We have this beautiful part, uh, these words of consolation from the prophet Jeremiah, reminding us that God will be present, that there will be justice and righteousness. The Lord is our righteousness. This piece out of this lamentation that is the prophet Jeremiah, but this piece of consolation reminding us that the days are surely coming when the promises will be fulfilled. That's who we are as the people of God, the people who remember that God is faithful. And sometimes it doesn't look the way we expect it to, and sometimes we don't know what will be asked of us, but we show up. And we take things moment by moment. That's the invitation that we receive in Luke's gospel. We're shifting and we'll spend time with Luke this year and we'll see things a little bit differently. A physician writes with more detail. But we have Jesus walking with his people we have Jesus trying to communicate what people cannot yet comprehend. 
And he's reminding them, you know these things. There'll be signs. The sun and the moon and the stars. There'll be distress among nations. The roaring of the sea and the waves will confront the nations. There'll be things that you recognize, Jesus says. You've watched the fig tree when when the buds begin to form, the little pointy ends of the branches begin to leaf out. You know what that's like and you know what it means. These are signs, and like those signs, you, the people of God, have things coming, things to direct you. You could say that we have plenty of tumult. We have waves preparing to rise again up on the Nooksack River and the Skagit River this weekend. I think we can agree that there's enough political tumult that the nations are in chaos. We certainly have pandemics. If you've been listening to the, the news this week, we certainly have disease spreading There's famine. If we were to say that these are the end times, that this is the real moment, we might be just as accurate as those throughout the centuries who've said it before us. And I found myself, when I was looking at my notes from having preached previous first Sundays in Advent, that every year seems like this is really a uniquely stressful year. Every year. But, again, I put to you, these are chaotic times. Just as Jesus was talking about chaotic times. But we are the people of God. We are the ones who know hope. We are the ones who remember that the Lord is our righteousness. I'm told that Michael Curry, our presiding bishop, when he began his ministry as bishop of North Carolina, I'm told that he was very careful to do two things in entering a divisive situation in that diocese. I'm told that he was very careful to state clearly what he believed. In the middle of the chaos and the conversations and the rancor that he entered, he was clear what his position was. And the second thing that he did was to listen to listen. And if you've been around Michael Curry, heard him preach, know his ministry, you know that he brought that listening ear of love grounded in the love of Jesus to being present with people, not needing to change them, not needing to convince them, but to be clear who and where he stood in his understanding and to listen to what they brought. Michael Curry models for us that nurture, that maintenance of relationship 
that standing in relationship as witness to the fact that in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the myriad levels of disruption in our lives, we are the people who know the Lord is our righteousness. And so we come. And we, a small group that hardly fills this space, sing of a king of all being, sing of expectation, remind ourselves with psalms and songs and lessons that God is present, that God is faithful, and we lift up, in the words of the psalmist, we lift up our souls to God. So we come with expectation this first Sunday of Advent, not beginning with the baby in the manger, with the tenderness that would keep us focused in just this moment. No, we come with the lessons and the songs and the prayers that remind us that God is throughout all time, all place. And we pull forward our knowledge of the past, and we point towards a future when the reign of God is complete. You may know what that's like, being in in in-between times, having plans that are literally going to unfold over your heads, having leadership that will come. You may know what it is to be in chaos and tumult and to remind yourselves That God is faithful. That this season of distress and expectation and anticipation is uncomfortable and a part of getting us to where we need to be. I would not go back and change my son's delivery into this world. Even if I could, it taught me things and it shaped our relationship. And he's a young man heading out, seeking employment as he finishes his university studies. But he reminds me how intimately connected we are with particular moments of life and how vastly beyond my control so much of life is. So we wait, we watch this season. We stand in awe of a God who chooses humanity, who chooses incarnation, who chooses flesh, vulnerable flesh. We lean into that, trusting that the God who has ordered the stars in the heavens and knit us together in our mother's womb, can deal with this space too, this time of tumult. And that we have a role to play in speaking the truth of God's love, in being in relationship with God's world, that will shape God's action, that will allow God's people to come more fully into that love. We are called into relationship. 
claimed by the God who cares and comes. Happy New Year.